Are you ready for Christmas yet? It's a common question these days, but maybe a better question for us to be asking is, is your heart ready for Christmas? Or are you feeling overloaded and overwhelmed? In today's episode, we're talking about how to survive Christmas overload so you can enjoy a truly peaceful heart this Christmas season. Welcome to the Rest in the Homeschool Trench podcast, a place for homeschool mamas seeking to cultivate victorious rest in the midst of daily homeschool battles. I'm your host, Amy Smith, and I want to offer hope that in Jesus, we can experience victorious rest. So here we are, less than three weeks to Christmas. Are you ready yet? Hopefully you're a little closer to ready than I am, but I'm going to guess I'm not the only one who still has a lot of things left to do on my Christmas preparation list. Yes, I still have a lot of shopping to do, and I do realize that this year we can't expect availability and shipping to be quite like normal. I'm looking at my calendar, especially for this coming week. It seems like the second week of Christmas is always packed to the brim and overflowing, At one point, I even thought we were going to have two of our children in two different parades in different towns on the same day at the same time. The calendar's filled with service opportunities and parties and events, lots of good things, but it's a little bit overwhelming to look at the packed calendar. I haven't even taken time yet to write out my normal Christmas list of all the things I want us to do and the gifts I need to buy. And I'm I'm a big list maker, so that's a big thing for me to have not done yet. And no, I haven't ordered Christmas cards yet. Oh yeah, and let's not forget that as homeschool moms, we're still trying to pull off some sort of school in December. Um, Now, it does look very different in our home during this month than the rest of the year, but we are still trying to do some academic work as well. What about you? What is your December looking like right now? How's your heart feeling with it? Are you feeling like it's just a little bit too much, but you're not really sure how you can cut back? These are all really good things after all, and you don't want to cheat your children out of any of these great Christmas experiences. You want them to enjoy all the good Christmas things. But let's face it, it can be a lot. And our hearts as moms can be overloaded as we're trying to take care of everybody, even while we still have our own emotional struggles that we might be dealing with under the surface. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at three different characters from the Christmas story and seeing what we as homeschool moms can learn from them. In a couple of weeks, we'll be looking more at how we can deal with our own emotions. But today, we're just thinking, what do we as moms do when we're completely overloaded and overwhelmed with all of the good things going on around us? So right now, honestly, I have all these things that I haven't done. I have a packed calendar, lots of things that I need to do. But honestly, I'm not that worried about it because this is not the first Christmas that I've had the opportunity to be overloaded as a homeschool mom. Year after year in in our homeschool journey, we've had some major interruptions and disruptions during the Christmas season. We've had not one, but three times that we had a hospital stay. 
Two of them included lengthy recoveries from some difficult C-sections that I had with two of our children. One year was our baby being hospitalized for several days, just two weeks before Christmas. One year we moved in December and moved into a rental. And um, yeah, that one about pushed me to my emotional breaking point. Oh, and last year, yes, we were one of the many, many worldwide who had COVID at Christmas time. You'll hear more about last year's Christmas in a couple of weeks when we talk about going through loneliness and sadness at Christmas time. But as I think back on all of those Christmases that things were just overwhelming and there was just too much for me to emotionally handle, I'm not worried about this year because I can remember the good that God worked through those hard circumstances. I remember how he showed himself to me in new ways. I remember how he felt more close than he, than he often does during the good times. And I remember his amazing peace that has flooded my heart and my soul in the midst of th- some crazy seasons. I've learned to focus and remember on what is truly important. Now, part of what we as believers and homeschool moms want to do with our children is we want to create all of these great moments to teach them the true meaning of Christmas. Maybe your family practices some sort of Advent traditions and you have, you're lighting the Advent candles and using a a wreath of some sort um, and talking about hope and promise and joy and peace. Maybe you're using a Jesse tree and looking through the story of Jesus's genealogy and looking at all of those characters in the Old Testament and how they were all pointing to Jesus. You know, these are great things. I found um, for myself that I can even get overloaded in those good things. And I found that just as important as looking into God's word with my children, it's just as important as that is, it's important that I as a mom model how to draw near to Jesus during the difficult days. And that's what our character from the Bible story of the first Christmas Um, That's what this character is going to show us today, is how we can draw near to Jesus. Since moms are the ones who tend to be overloaded during the Christmas season, I think it's appropriate for us to start by looking at the very first mother of Christmas. Let's look at Mary for just a few minutes. Now, she definitely had reason to feel overwhelmed. She had just had this encounter with an angel. Stop for a minute and think about that. You're just going about your normal day, and all of a sudden, there is an angel right there talking with you. Add to that the fact that Mary's now pregnant, and she's not married yet. And then she and Joseph have to take this journey to Bethlehem to register for the census. 
So she's had this encounter with an angel. She's pregnant before she's married, and she's having to take this long journey. She's having to travel. Now, I have never traveled on a donkey while pregnant, but I have flown on an airplane from Alabama to California while very pregnant. And let me tell you, I did not know how big ankles could swell until that airplane flight. I think it's easy to expect that Mary was quite likely a little bit miserable physically on that travel. And then they arrive in Bethlehem and there's no place to stay. And she goes into labor. Now, I've had a couple of dramatic deliveries of babies myself, but I've never given birth in the stable or in a cave as a stable most likely was. Well, what was Mary's response to all of these overwhelming circumstances that she encountered? Well, before they traveled to Bethlehem, Mary went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist at the time. And during their visit, Mary has this beautiful song. And we find this in Luke chapter one. I want to read a few verses of this to you. And let's see how Mary responded to her circumstances of being overloaded and overwhelmed in this very first Christmas. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has had regard for the humble state of his bondslave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. That was Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through um, through verse 50. What did Mary do here? I see two things. She remembered and she rejoiced. She remembered who God was and what he had done. She remembered the things that God had done for her personally But even more in the following verses, she intentionally chooses to remember what God had done for all of his people. Mary remembered who God was and what he had done. But beyond that, she chose to rejoice. She rejoiced in God, her Savior. Now, It's from this model that Mary gives us that I think we find the secret to surviving Christmas overload. And the one step that I want to leave you with this week is this. Create some quiet space to remember and rejoice. No, you really don't have the time to do this this week. That's why it's critically important that you choose to create this quiet space you're not magically going to wake up one day and have some extra time where you can just sit and reflect on who God is and what he's done. You'll have to create that space, but somehow create some space, even just a few minutes to be still before the Lord, to remember what he has done for you and for his people all throughout history and rejoice in God, your savior. This is how You'll survive Christmas overload and how you can enjoy a peaceful heart in the coming weeks. I hope you'll join me next time as we talk about how we can overcome the frustrations that are inevitable during this Christmas season. But until then, 
I pray that as you create quiet space, as you remember God's faithfulness, and as you rejoice in God your Savior, that you will truly experience God's peace as you prepare for a peaceful Christmas season.